0: Hello, and welcome back to Baby Shroom Pod. Um, I am your host, Monique, and today is a wandering on the genre of horror. In films, in books, in the real world. Um, I have my very good friend, Sammy, joining me today to talk about this topic. She is one badass motherfucker that I love, who definitely is a reason that I started the pod. Um, She has two podcasts of her own. Her podcasts um, are with hosts, and the first one is How To 911 Podcast that she does with her co-host, Erica, and that releases on the 1st and the 15th of every month, which I will put in the description. And that is more of an educational podcast. And the second one is called Who Knew Podcast, and this is more of a fun, spooky, uncensored podcast with her host Macy and that is released every Friday so if you enjoy this episode definitely check out hers we'll be talking about a few of her uh, own episodes throughout this one for all of you lovers of spooky creepy weirdness enjoy this very strange episode Well, um, I don't know if you know this, but one of the reasons I decided I'm just going to go for it and do a podcast is after you started your second podcast, who knew? I was like, oh, my God, if Sammy and her very busy, crazy life has time for two podcasts, I can play <laughs> shit together and do one podcast. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's just different,
1: especially when you're, like, doing something that you actually enjoy. Right. Like It doesn't even feel like a second like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's a, a, like, oh, there's another thing I have to do. It doesn't feel like that.
0: Right. Which is the interesting thing about art slash the access of the internet right now is that it doesn't have to be a job. Mm-hmm. It can be something you enjoy doing and then have your own life where you make money elsewhere. Right. So it doesn't kind of taint the art of it. Totally. So um, the reason I was thinking about us talking about horror is because I was listening to Who Knew and I was <laughs> terrified. And I was thinking about how I think you have a similar relationship to horror as I do. Mm-hmm. As far as it's not just like some scary thing that's fun to watch or, I don't know, some creepy thing just for the thrill of it. But like seeing it as a deeper, more beautiful art in itself. Mm-hmm um what what kind of gave you guys the idea to well tell me about who knew and what gave you the idea to start the podcast and what your kind of thoughts are with the spookiness of it um so (laughs) the podcast with macy kind of started
1: as when we were first talking as friends we were like oh we should totally do a podcast together because we both Mm -hmm. liked the same podcast which is like the true crime like spooky creepy shit And originally, Mm -hmm. we were going to do it about our jobs, but then we were like, "Mm, we could get fired. So (laughs) what is something else that we're interested in? It's like, obviously, like the creepy, true crime, like whatever, like conspiracies, like just the things that just interest you that like, it's like, who knew these things? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we were just like, why don't we just do the things that we're interested in? Right just go with it and that's kind of how it went we really when we were talking we really bonded on like our love of like spooky ghosty paranormal murdery
0: weird shit so which I totally get because that's the kind of podcast and media I seek out too is something and there's not really a way to describe it except with a lot of words because kind of spooky kind of murderous Mm -hmm. kind of creepy but not too gory Mm-hmm. And Not like torture porn. It's oh this weird, like, <laughs> it's this weird, very specific kind of horror that I like to listen to. Yeah, yeah. It kind of seems like it's uh, definitely a thing millennials are attracted to in general. That Which type is of horror. Weird, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I think.
1: I was actually wondering this the other day because it's just like this huge pop right now of like all right. these true crime podcasts and it's like do we really want to do another true crime podcast no do we want to do another paranormal podcast so no so it's like we're gonna just gonna do whatever the fuck we want but right like there's this like huge media like you go and you search for like john ramsey on apple mm-hmm. podcasts and you're gonna get to, like 600 podcasts that have already done episodes about her or like right. anything else so it's like how do you create something new and different but also
0: while feeling that need of wanting to know about that stuff exactly story
1: and what's even more interesting is that I will for sure 100% listen to every single one of those podcasts right because I'm just so interested in like everyone's going to cover different things like what they're interested in Mm -hmm. um they're going to emphasize certain points based off of what they believe in but Mm -hmm. I think as especially like our generation we were just born into like this bullshit of like columbine happens nine eleven happened, just mass shootings all the time there's just constant violence i mean not to say that we are the generation that has seen more horrors but like because I, I, we didn't live through a world war you know what i mean right but like we have the media outlet to like Back then it was like newspapers, like people lived for propaganda, they lived for those newspapers, and like now we have podcasts, it's something that we're so, everyone's so interested, it's just we have a different way of feeding our curiosity.
0: Yeah, and through the, you know, like a news outlet, there was a handful of places you could get the information from, and there was mm-hmm. only one, two, three maybe ways that they would tell the story, right. where now it's the story can be told in any format. Right. Yeah, I I was I've been thinking about this a lot, too, because I was thinking about this, A, the fascination with the true crime and B, the specific kind of horror that exists right now, which is like looking for the self Mm -hmm. in like a chaos, you know, Um, which I find really interesting because I definitely went through years of like trying to figure out how people could be as for lack of a way of better saying it, as fucked up as they can be, you know? (laughs) Right, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Exactly. I was just engrossed in it. Reading books, listening to podcasts, watching movies, definitely re- or extra traumatizing myself by trying to find an answer. Mm -hmm. But the answer just comes down to it just happens sometimes. It's just unfortunate. And I think that's like the fascination with it of what's the difference between me and Manson? What he... happened in our life that made us so different? Right. And you always ask yourself, like, we're like, I don't know how they could do that. I could never do that. But could you? Right. It, exactly. Because sometimes you hear about their life circumstance and you think, damn, maybe I see exactly how they ended up the way that they did.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, fucked up childhoods, like, abused, assaulted, mm-hmm. like, all these kinds of different things. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, psych- what, I, what is the word? Psychologically. Yes. But what makes you reach that point where you actually act on it
0: um the episode you guys had on who knew before the cursed one it was like the true crime one yeah we covered macy
1: talked about chris watts um and the shenan stuff and then i talked about the susan
0: powell disappearance right and what was the husband's name susan's husband josh josh when you described josh's upbringing it mm-hmm. made me think what chance did he possibly have of being a normal person
1: right no he that, that's just like the whole fucked up part of it it's just like mm-hmm. can you blame the guy but at the same time right. like he what he did was awful
0: exactly and then I was thinking about his kids and kind of the circumstance uh in which they brought up in and the strange thing their grandparents noticed them doing and I thought the same yeah. thing of like what chance did these kids have to be normal people right especially with still being
1: raised by josh like exactly if like they might with enough therapy maybe they would have been norm quote normal children if what mm-hmm. didn't happen to them happened to them mm-hmm. if they were like raised by their grandparents or something but like even then without like therapy i feel like they'd still be super
0: fucked up and traumatized and all yeah. kinds of shit totally and to anybody who's listening you're just gonna have to listen to the episode because it's, it's <laughs> so interesting it's so sad It's that just same interesting concept of a moment in time can totally change the path of someone's life. Right. And it's
1: kind of like with my job, I kind of see like all of these, I wouldn't say all of these, but there's a bunch of regular juveniles that we have that are always causing issues, always doing these things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I wonder what happened to their parents or like, right kids that are always running away like constantly it's like oh so and so ran away again today and it's like their parents waited 4 days until they didn't show back up to report them and it's like these kinds right. of things where it's like wonder what's really going on you know
0: and what what is your job for anybody who
1: doesn't know i am a 911 dispatcher mm-hmm. all the shit all of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's fascinating because although that is like your world there's mm-hmm. still a fascination in the horror of it,
1: you know? I, yeah. I, I can't listen to like 911 calls that are recorded off of like
0: mm-hmm.
1: things that have happened previously. Like that, I don't think during the episode of the Susan Powell disappearance, I was like, I refuse to listen to that call. It's awful. Yeah. So you have a different perspective on that, but like, I don't, I think it makes me more interested because it's like, I see a different side of it. So then like re-listening and like, maybe not listening, but like watching and learning about all of these things that have happened in the true crime community mm-hmm. gives me a different
0: perspective sometimes, but... Oh, definitely. You know. have a different approach to it, for sure. Yeah, right. I, um, I definitely grew up with and around and and was raised by people who were definitely like abused in their childhood and endured pretty extreme circumstances and seeing the people they became and then thus raising me just mm-hmm. an interesting way to see how those cycles can change but also how it's like those choices were made for them on yeah. who they were going to be right yeah it's freaking weird what was the um what was the first core movie you remember seeing oh shit um First
1: horror movie I remember seeing. I feel like it was probably like an elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was either like Stay Alive or House of Wax or one of those weird. Oh,
0: House movies. of Wax! Yes. i that
1: is still a favorite to this day. I will watch oh. House of Wax all the time. It's so good.
0: I think it's a quintessential two thousands <laughs> horror movie. I mean, I could you make it more two thousands? No, you have Paris Hilton. Like, that's I know. It. That's the only thing you need to make a good movie. <laughs> Seeing that one possibly in theaters, question mark, because my mom did not care what my sister and I went and watched. Oh gosh. Cause she was like, You're gonna watch it anyway. I might <laughs> as well know what you're seeing. I mean, that's true. I wish my parents were like that, because
1: they're like, No, you can't see it, and I went and did it anyway. And they get <laughs> mad at me, and I'm like, Why are you mad at me? Because if you tell me no, what do you think I'm gonna do? Right. You like I you know I'm a kid, right? Well, you, you know, whatever. It
0: was good on one side because if it was horrible my mom was like you just did it to yourself you know so I didn't have <laughs> anyone to blame but myself right. but I was also like why did you let me watch that right it was so horrible it's so yeah. funny I think I mean the excuse me is I'm kitty Sc- Scully is sitting <laughs> on my desk on a big blanket <laughs> like an actual baby <laughs> oh my gosh wanting attention how cute uh, Um, The first movie I, like, viscerally remember is It, but I don't remember anything about the movie except being very afraid. Interesting. The first movie I actually remember, horror-wise, was The Blair Witch, which is just mm, gold.
1: I actually, fun fact, you're gonna hate me for this, but I just watched that movie for the first time, like, I don't know, a couple days ago. Oh my god. I know. I for some reason I really hate first person movies. Like they just piss me off. It is so annoying. I hate (laughs) I hate paranormal activity. It's just
0: Oh me too. I hate those movies. I know. They're
1: so bad. And I just don't like the first person perspective. But we watched Blair Witch and I was like, oh my God, why
0: did I wait so long? That this is so good. It's I definitely one of my top favorite movies in general, not Mm -hmm. genre, just in general. Mm -hmm. But um It's one of, I think, the only effective first-person movies that I've seen.
1: Yeah, and like found
0: footage movies.
1: Yeah, because they make it seem like it's convincing that there is not
0: anything else going on besides that's just them in the woods. And it was—it's very convincing too. This is the interesting part about that era of horror is because those actors were under like psychological duress so a lot of the things we see are very real do you know what i mean or have you heard of i that, don't that movie?
1: think i have Well oh. tell me more
0: yes so they are straight up in the woods there wasn't really a plan for the movie like a, a strict narrative basically the actors were out there and they would be given directions every day kind of oh. like secretly hidden in there um like where their campground was. And they didn't always know what was going to happen. They weren't eating very much. They weren't sleeping very much. Oh, shit! It's kind of like Shining vibes. Where what we're watching is like actual physical dressed. Excuse you. Oh my god that was so cute. That was I'm... the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> She's being ridiculous.
1: She, she literally like sounds like a baby.
0: <laughs> she is a baby. She doesn't oh, want so my attention cute. all day. Until I need her to be quiet. Yeah you're occupied right now of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's what makes the movie more convincing I guess because it is um, real in a sense yeah I dig I really like that idea so
1: they're kind of like just basically like what is it called when you're improv so they're like improving mm-hmm. the thing I know yes. when Macy and I watched it we the beginning of the movie where they are interviewing people of the city asking them about the Blair Witch mm-hmm. I think what Macy told me at least that I hope that this is valid is that people some of the people they interviewed were actors and some people were actual people yes cuz that, that is were... an
0: actual lore of the city itself that they were in
1: that's so interesting i
0: can't believe that yeah the other like a few weeks ago because i love to watch really scary stuff late at night so i can't sleep <laughs> obviously that's- Yeah, I mean, (laughs) when I listened to your cursed episode, it was already, like, midnight. Oh, no. And I was painting, listening to haunted paintings. Oh, God, that's so funny. It was fantastic. No, it was wonderful. But anyway, I listened to the whole Blair Witch lore, and Mm -hmm. how it very much comes from, like, a real case of, like, a woman who was accused of being a witch and was killing children in the woods, and then that lore just continued to modern day and that's what they like set the movie around that's
1: so cool yeah it's
0: it's wild it's such a good movie and it's held up really well over time I think what do you think you've seen it like as a modern lens
1: yeah I actually I really like it there's some of the parts where this is just my thing I get really annoyed with um the girl's voice yeah especially when she's screaming I'm like okay just stop Enough. but um <laughs> at the same time it's like if you were that person like Right, and you're scared you're screaming like no one gives a fuck what you sound like so that's just my personal thing she's annoying but um I thought it was really good it obviously holds up really well because I'm I don't like older horror movies Mm -hmm. very much because they're cheesy right I'm thinking like old like 50s 60s you know right but there's a lot of
0: screaming a (laughs) lot of dramatics (laughs) a
1: lot of dramatics but this is like not too over dramatized and it it makes sense you're like watching these people live out a fucking nightmare
0: right i actually think that's a really interesting point about modern horror is that it can be so subtle because of the evolution of film itself that Mm -hmm. like for example a movie like hereditary which Mm -hmm. is probably the most scared i've ever been in my life there's nothing (sighs) that's like outright screaming or outright like a monster popping on screen it's right. like so subtle there's some jump scares but I think it's like two or three mm-hmm. but because of its subtleness that's what makes it so disturbing
1: yeah you're gonna hate me for this I hate okay. hereditary I absolutely can't stand that movie
0: you know what it's fine because I think it's an extremely dividing type of film <laughs> which I think speaks to the effectiveness of it because Franco hates it. He thinks Ari Aster is like a war criminal for making those <laughs> kinds of movies.
1: I mean, Midsummer was okay, but I cannot stand hereditary like at all. I don't know what it is. I think maybe... It may- this is just me probably mm-hmm. psychoanalyzing myself, but maybe I'm deeply unsettled by it and that's why I'm just so repulsed by it.
0: No, I think that's very true. That's why he hates it so much. And that's why, ironically... I enjoyed it so much because of how like emotionally unsettling mm-hmm. it was which I find very different in modern horror like right. we we grew up in the time of like torture porn horror which was just like yeah, slashers physici- yes <laughs> and that's just like physically outright disturbing where like mm-hmm. more modern horror is like emotionally unsettling in a way you like can't even put your finger on until like years later thinking about it no totally
1: um. So, Midsummer's good, like that. The way that they kind of, mm-hmm. I think, cult vibes, especially with both military oh, yeah. and Midsummer, like that's just unsettling to me. Cults aren't fun, right? Which this is fucking funny. weird.
0: When when I watch movies like Midsummer or stuff about cults, which I watch it to be kind of scared, but I also think, could I be in a cult? How easily could I fall under? guise of a cult which makes them even more disturbing right you like hear all these
1: everything about any cults like the manson family nexum like all of these random cults drink the kool-aid like Mm -hmm. (laughs) would you would i have fallen into that am i is there a cult that i'm joined right now that i just don't know about
0: yes because it's when you're the most vulnerable you seek out the comfort of a community Mm -hmm xyz a cult i ended up in a religious cult not even knowing it when i was younger oh because, my gosh because you're just looking for comfort you don't know any better and it's like i think of cults the rise of cults in like the 60s and 70s of mm. course people join cults wouldn't you have if that was the world you were coming up in
1: yeah totally because where else are you gonna find some kind of people that have the same understanding as you right everyone's so divided
0: i definitely think um what is it called it's like the group of people who think donald trump is like the messiah and that um i think you're thinking of idiots they're called idiots <laughs> i mean yes that's the one for sure um <laughs> formally QAnon, literally idiots um i think they're the first dig- digital cult that we've seen of like the new world yeah which is interesting
1: Yeah, sorry. My dogs are freaking out right now. What is going on? Can we not bark?
0: Okay. Well, we're going to bark anyways. I think if it wasn't animal drama, it wouldn't be us because we have very dramatic animals. (laughs) I know, right?
1: I know what's going on. Bear, what's going on? Are you
0: done?
1: I'm trying to do something here.
0: It's like seven o'clock at night. There's nobody outside. Anyways. (laughs) Do you get freak? I mean, more more so with cats, but do you ever get freaked out when the animals just, like, stare at something or bark at something and you don't know what it is? Yeah.
1: The other night, Musi was at work and I was here alone. It was, like, three in the morning and they just kept barking at, like, nothing. And it was, like, in the house uh, and nope. then they would, like, bark at something at the door and there was clearly nothing at the door. It was just, Mm-mm. it was a weird. And I kept hearing things, like, drop in the bedroom And Mm -hmm. I would go in there and there was, like, nothing that was on the floor. It was just weird. It was a weird night. So I hope that I was imagining everything, but. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers (laughs) crossed.
0: (laughs) Um, I've I've lived with Franco forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So having lived with someone forever, when he's not home, I trip out. I hear Mm -hmm. stuff everywhere. I see stuff everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's freaky when you're by yourself and you're, okay, bear. I know. I know you're just going to defend me Um, when you're by (laughs) yourself and you think everything's like someone breaking in. (laughs) Exactly. I know.
0: And then our fascination with horror doesn't help. Right. And I'm
1: like, okay, what do I do? Someone breaks through that door. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. (laughs) You know, you like
0: pre-plan your survival. (laughs) You kill a whole afternoon. You're like, I didn't get anything done. I was planning how I was going to (laughs) survive. Right. Not Good. Do you have a favorite horror Movie and or book? Ooh, huh.
1: I would say definitely. I think I have both. Mm-hmm. My favorite horror movie is The Strangers. Ooh, have yeah. You seen it? It's been a long time, but I definitely remember it. It's so good. I think what really gets to me about The Strangers is that it's not a ghost. It's not. Mm-hmm a demon it's not a doll that's about to kill me it's fucking real people yes with no reason just tormenting the shit out of you and killing you yes so, uh, like what is,
0: there's nothing more disturbing i don't think no because that shit a- can happen it's based off right. of true events now is this the one that has like two I, i'm wondering if i'm thinking of the same movie there's two versions of it there's like a dutch version and then the american version hmm. i don't know if i'm thinking of the same movie
1: maybe i have no i don't think so cuz it's based off of actual events that happened in america oh
0: oh oh is it it's like in um can you describe the circumstance of the movie yeah, i want to so, make sure it's the same one
1: the, it's there's basically two main characters a uh, a girl and um a guy And they get done with being at a wedding party and they go Mm. to a cabin that the guy's family had. Yes, yes, okay. Or like a house or something and then it's like really late in the night. They're having their own like turmoil within their relationship and so things start to happen and people start tormenting them and they start trying
0: to protect themselves. Okay, that I do know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that movie ruined Franco and I having like a <laughs> far away <laughs> middle of nowhere vacation. I know,
1: it's <laughs> awful. And then like the worst part about it is it's definitely psychological. Yeah. Because they I think what is her name? Elizabeth Taylor. Liv Liv Liz, Liv Taylor? Mm-hmm. Liv Tyler?
0: She's oh, like yeah, Steven
1: yeah. Tyler's daughter, or something Absolutely like that. Absolutely
0: gorgeous, Ridiculously so pretty,
1: pretty. so yeah. pretty, and like her voice is just always so, like, she, she has the perfect voice for a horror movie. I don't know, 100%. I don't know why that's
0: like my focus on that is her voice. It's but like um, raspy and like, yes, it's like immediate but also really soothing at the same time. She has an amazing
1: voice 100%. Thank you for nailing my thought process <laughs> that I couldn't yeah. put into words. Um, but she. Kind of like Blair Witch, while they were filming, she is around the house and, like, there's these random bangs throughout their house that happen. And they don't tell her when they're going to happen, what it's going to be. So they're Uh. literally making these noises around the house. So her reacting to that is, like, really her being
0: scared and jumping. Which makes it more visceral as an audience member to watch because you somehow know that it's real.
1: Yeah. Totally. Um,
0: I have to pause right here to start a new recording. So Okay. When we come back, let's talk about the book that you like. Okay, perfect. Okay. I may have to call you again. Let's see what happens. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is a total sidebar before we continue our conversation. Uh I think, like, pre-internet, there was maybe, maybe some justice to saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you haven't heard of that. I can't believe you haven't seen that now in like the the world of the internet i think that's insane if we have not seen the same movies i think that that is a very reasonable thing or read the same books or seen the same memes the fact that people still have the audacity to be like oh my god you haven't seen this movie yeah there's so many there's too much there's too much to consume now whatever we see is enough (laughs) right if people can watch one new show a year, that's impressive, considering it's, like, I just rewatch the same same shit all the time. Same. Like, since I started dating Macy, we've definitely... She's
1: making me watch a lot of things that she enjoyed, so I've watched so many mm-hmm. new TV shows. Mm-hmm. But
0: I wouldn't have done that on my own. <laughs> oh, same. Franco's been watching new movies, so I've been watching them with him. But if that wasn't for him, I'd... Yeah, just rewatch The Office and Great British Bake Off. (laughs) Yes, The Office, (laughs) and maybe Big Mouth because a new season came out. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um. So anyway, if we have not seen the same thing, it is okay.
1: It is okay, especially because like right now, everyone's creating, everyone's doing their own thing. Like, right? There's just so
0: much. It's impossible. Like, isn't that wild that we can make our own thing without anyone's permission and just put it out so there? so weird. I- I've been reading, um, Busy Phillips' new book. Um, mm. if you don't know who she is, she's she was- in White Chicks, yes, in Town. <laughs> yeah, and I-, I love her, I have been in love with her for so long, but I'm reading her book, and that's what she keeps talking about of how. Her life used to be as an actress. Like, after she had her baby, she didn't work for almost two years because no one would hire her. Because she Ugh. still had baby weight. So dumb. But now that she has, like, Instagram, she's just been able to create her own her own um, entertainment. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, your favorite book, horror book. <sighs> so.
1: Something that's always, oh, like... <laughs> I can't decide between two. One of them That's I feel fair. like is more of like a thriller than a horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: which is a branch of horror. Yeah. For sure.
1: So I read this, gosh, like in middle school or some shit. All of, like, I read it in one day. I was like camping with my family in like a cabin. So it wasn't really camping. And this right. cabin just had books. So I was bored being my teenage angsty self. And I found this <laughs> book <laughs> uh-huh. and it's called Tell Me Your Dreams. And it's by Sydney Shelton. Sydney Sheldon. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. his name. Um, but it's basically about this girl who you're going through this, her life, and these people just keep dying that she knows. Oh, God. Like, she went on a date with this guy, and he ends up dead, and, like, her friends end up dead. Like, all of these people around her just end up dying, and then halfway through the book spoiler alert if you want to read the book you should stop here but she ends up getting arrested because they're like you're killing all of these people and she's like what are you talking about i did not do anything and it's this whole thing about her dissociative identity disorder
0: oh shit i did not see that coming yeah
1: and it's like and it like as we're talking about her and all these people dying around her it's also going through perspectives of like two other girls who are doing these murders oh so it ends up being all her because of what's going on in her childhood trauma and stuff like that so it's i loved it it's really good
0: god damn maybe i'm gonna read that i
1: think I, you should
0: everything you said <laughs> was very surprising to me <laughs> it's, well now that i ruined for you it's not oh no be surprising i will still love it do you know how many times franco explained the plot of psych to me the show like <laughs> most of our relationship and then we finally watched the whole show last year and every episode I was like whoa that's <laughs> crazy and he's like I told you that because <laughs> I won't remember
1: that's okay <laughs> um so then the other one I think of I just read recently um it was recommended recommended to me by my um co-worker slash co-host of my how to 911 podcast um her name is Erica she's amazing but she reads a million books she's always constantly reading she's crazy like that
0: mm-hmm. but it's called the cabin at the end of the world oh have you heard of it i know i thought you were gonna say like at the end of the road or something like that movie but no i have not heard of this <laughs> no the
1: cabin at the end of the world and it's basically about um these two guys they're um they're married and they have their adopted mm-hmm. daughter and they go out into this cabin i believe even though I recently read it apparently I don't really remember it I think that (laughs) I think they go here often Uh from what I can remember and then the little girl's playing outside and this stranger comes up to her and he's like it's very important that you let me and my friends inside of your cabin and she's like what the fuck are you well she's a fucking six-year-old so she's not saying what the fuck are you talking about but
0: right Also, she doesn't know any better.
1: Right. So he's, like, this sweet... He's, like, this huge dude, but he's being very sweet and kind to her. And she starts to kind of stop the stranger danger thing and is, like, kind of, like, okay, yeah, like, whatever. But then Mm -hmm. she sees his friends come up and she's, like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm running and I'm talking to my dads. So it's basically about these strangers that come to their cabin because, like, the family that's in the cabin, they're the only ones that can make this choice of Mm. basically whatever they choose will decide whether the world basically crumbles and dies in mass destruction or survives based off of their one choice. It's crazy. It's insane. And I really like it. I think you should read it.
0: Is this one more like a thriller or more like the horror? Oh, fuck.
1: I would say it's more like a horror because I feel like it's very like the strangers like these people come in and they're tormenting you right like it's kind of it's super fucked
0: and that idea of like not having choice yeah not having choice and like
1: at first they, the family doesn't believe them they're like oh, okay what do, how would we believe you and they're like just believe right. us and it's like nope that's not gonna happen and so they miss the first choice and then they see the consequences oh. and it's like oh my god what do we do now
0: <laughs> that's fascinating yeah You know, this is related-unrelated. I was thinking about yesterday when I was driving, because obviously these are the thoughts you have when you're driving. (laughs) Obviously. Of, like, the importance of lying to children because they don't know any better and you have to convince them to do things that they need to do. But Mm -hmm. they won't just do it because you tell them. Mm -hmm. And also the danger in that because then they'll trust what anybody says because they assume no one's lying. Ugh. It's terrifying to be a parent. (laughs) Oh, I can't can't imagine. I mean, I don't want kids. I want a little Franco because he was so cute when he was a baby. But also, the idea of rearing a child and getting them prepped for the world sounds (laughs) horrible.
1: Right. I feel like we hear this all the time, it's like, why would I want to bring somebody into this world when the world is just so awful, but it's like, has the the world ever been that great? We've had several (laughs) world wars, slavery, (laughs) like all these fucked up shit that's happened, and it's like we're finally at a point where it's like we're getting some kind of movements recognized, and it's like, women have more rights than they have before it's like mm-hmm. this is the world that you think is awful
0: <laughs> you know even if you think of like hunter-gatherer times it's not like the world looked that peachy and exciting mm-hmm. then either you like lived to be like 20 exact. if you were lucky right. that made you an elder i of know Town. yeah, yeah interesting well th- i'm definitely going to check those out because i'm almost done with busy's book i've been really trying to like savor the last 50 pages but i can't help myself i'm reading it too fast <laughs> yeah so i'm ready for some new books yeah um i will say like and this is going to sound so cheesy but it's very true in college so for anybody who doesn't know that's how i met sammy is franco and sammy met in college yep and um in in the writing program that they were both in Mm -hmm. um you write a book at the end of the year and our friend marina wrote a book and it was like a horror creep creepy book it was called into the badlands and it it couldn't have been more than 20 pages 30 pages i have never been so afraid in my life reading those books or those stories and I don't know what it was about it because they weren't, like, terribly long. Right. But they were so scary and disturbing. I don't think I've read it since then. And it was really good. I kind of want to read it again. But it was just so – I don't think I slept for, like, a few days. It was so scary. I kind of want to check it out because
1: I remember her writings in school when we would have to, like, workshop and, like, critique everyone's shit. Right. I remember her writings and, like – Some of her shit was, like, dark. And I was like, I'm a very dark person. And this is kind of... I think this is disturbing.
0: (laughs) And that's how you know it's, like, good.
1: Because, like,
0: if I'm upset, this must be really... She has this one story, which I won't say too much because people should just read it. Yeah. I think she has the book available from her Instagram, which I'll put somewhere in the description. But she has this one story about a family whose house just starts appearing with these giant holes in them. What? And they have to decide if they're going to go into these holes that are calling them <laughs> oh or God. stay in the real world. And... <laughs> even just talking about it is like upsetting me i'm only I was...
1: laughing because it's like the ideas that this woman comes up I with know. incredible it's so Unbelievable. crazy
0: but i was reading this story and franco came in the room to say something to me and i straight up screamed and threw the book like <laughs> a cartoon character it was so scary it's so funny i love it <laughs> Um, But when, like, writing can do that to you, that's how you know it's fucking good, writing. Because you're yeah. just making it up in your head, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite book, or movie, or whatever? That's a good question. Um... Hmm. God, I have a lot of favorite horror movies. Like, Blair Witch is really high up there. But I might... And you're gonna hate this. <laughs> I might have to say Midsummer is one of the most incredible horror films I've ever seen. I'm
1: gonna spoil it for everybody. My one and only favorite scene that is ever worth seeing in Midsummer is the part where <laughs> you just watched this one scene and that's all you need to know. Um, right. When she, oh gosh, I think it's when she's like losing her mind. She's like going through all these rooms or some shit. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. She's like running mm-hmm. and she goes into like this garden room. And this guy is, like, hung up from the ceiling of this, like... Oh, yes. ...room. Like, I don't know. It's, like, a it, greenhouse. It's... Yes. And he's, like, hung up. And, like, his insides are, like, outside of his body, like, wings. It, it's just fucking weird. So it's, um, it's her
0: boyfriend. Oh, is that who it was? Chris, Kristoff? Or... Mm. Chris? Christ, I think it's Kristoff. That doesn't sound right. But it's something like that. And he is coming out of, like, his trip. And, yeah, this, like, body is drying because they're gonna like put his skin around something oh it sounds so horrible and it's just as horrible as it sounds yeah but you know what it is is it's so multi-layered about the idea of codependency Mm -hmm. and trauma and guilt and how do you move on with your life once you've experienced extreme pain and then it kind of almost entices you into like wanting to be a part of a place like this cult that's in the movie Mm -hmm. but that cult is in as disturbing as it is is even more like loving than american society because you see constantly throughout the movie that the main character danny whose family just died is like grieving alone Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to deal with her baggage right where in the cult they're like we all grieve together, we're one body mm-hmm. we, whatever you feel we feel, and it like slowly convinces you that like what they're doing is reasonable it's
1: fascinating like the part, the scene that like made me cringe the most, cause I don't know I'm just weird, but like when they're all just like sitting there like, she starts screaming and wailing and they're like, oh shit we're all gonna start screaming and wailing yes! it's like, what the fuck
0: is going on? <laughs> That, to me, is, like, the crux of the, the conversation of the movie, of the idea of, like, why is it so disturbing to us to watch a community grieve together? Mm-hmm. Why do we feel disturbed watching these people replicate someone's emotions so they're not grieving alone? Which is, that's the, the interesting, like, point of the movie of, like, what's more unreasonable Wanting someone to suffer alone because it's awkward, or suffering with somebody as a community, because it's awkward. we don't want them to suffer alone. Yeah, it's all—it's also awkward. <laughs> They're both awkward. It's so weird. <laughs> I hate it. But you know, it's just—it's awesome. Honestly, it's just like modern twenty ten forward horror is yeah. my favorite.
1: Have you watched any of the movies by uh, Jordan Peele? Yes. 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 So I think he has two out, isn't it? Us and, um, and get out. Get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think of those?
0: So, and this is why I enjoy modern horror as opposed to, I mean, I, I appreciate the whole history of horror and what it's trying to say, but I think in older horror, it was like, look at society in the lens of horror Mm -hmm. and that's the real monster is society Mm -hmm. where in like modern horror, it was like how we know that society is a monster. How do we find ourselves within that monster?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I think get out and us are two very interesting lenses of like finding the self within the greater world horror.
1: Yeah, totally. I, we, Macy and I just watched get out the other night and I thought it was, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really fucked up because it's, Oh yeah. <laughs> first of all, very racially driven, which is something I think everybody should watch if you don't believe in racism. Anyways, Definitely. Um, <laughs> I also, it's like the fact of like, I don't, you don't really understand what's going on until <laughs> the main character understands what's going on. which I think is beautiful because before like I would be able to guess like oh okay this is what's gonna happen but like it's so psychologically driven and it's like what is the purpose like what is going on like we need to
0: dig deeper yeah definitely that like focus on the individual Mm -hmm. character and their story versus like a group in their story. Yeah. It's so interesting because, yeah, you are put inside of a narrative that maybe you don't understand right away. Um, But then you grow with the character and then you find yourself in a story that you might have not experienced in your normal life, but you're experiencing it now in this movie.
1: Right. And it makes you feel like you're kind of also involved with what's going on.
0: Oh, totally. Because you see yourself in like, the villains and the main character (laughs) right which is so fucked it's very upsetting because you're like oh my god is that me (laughs) right is that how people see me yeah yeah cringe oh highly recommend if people haven't seen it yeah it's so good see it it probably i think can only stomach one maybe two viewings in a lifetime but it's worth it yeah definitely what what type of horror do you think we don't have to revisit again We can just let it be in the past and it's done. Oh, fuck. Like, all of these... (laughs) All
1: of... (laughs) Like, the slashers. Like, the ones, like... I love Freddy Krueger. I love his idea. I love Jason. I mm-hmm. love the idea of him. I love all of those, like, Texas, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, all of those slashers. I like the idea. I like the concept. But they mm-hmm. were just brutally beat down. There's, like, 15 Halloween movies. I- like Right? I don't understand. Like, you just took that and you ran, like, way too far. We don't need any more of those.
0: <sighs> I, um, I agree with you. That, like, gore, slasher, killing-just-to-kill kind of movie, Mm -hmm. and we're not, like, exploring a deeper psychological reason, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that there's really a place for that now. No,
1: definitely not. Especially when you think about how much more compelling, like, Get Out is when you can relate to the villains. And it makes (laughs) you think about, like, holy shit, what is wrong with me Versus, like, yeah. you can't relate to Jason as he's going through and trying to kill everybody and kill his sister. Like, you can't relate. Oh, no. I- am I thinking of Michael? I'm thinking of Michael Myers.
0: Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. you
1: can't relate to that.
0: Yeah, because that's, like, how we were talking about earlier, the subtle subtlety of modern horror is that it doesn't have to be a big gore slasher fest mm-hmm. to make it interesting. Right. Um Yeah, I distinctly remember. I can't even think about it too much or else it will re-upset me. But I remember (laughs) being a kid and my parents watching The Hills Have Eyes Hmm. and telling me not to watch it. And I said I was going to watch it anyway. And so they just let me. I don't know why they did that because I was probably like 13. (laughs) They raised you right. (laughs) I know. I was going to do whatever I wanted (laughs) And it is one of those, like, weird slasher, torture porn movies that has upset me for the rest of my life. And those kind of movies, I'm like, we don't need them. Yeah. Then. Like Saw. <laughs> that's done. Ugh. Oh, Saw movies. Jesus. Yeah, and Hostel. What was with that I era? I don't Actually, know. you know what? That was kind of when, like, the, like, to- secret torture was happening under the Bush administration. I wonder if they were trying to make us more comfortable with the idea of torture. Well, that's
1: fucking fucked. <laughs> i
0: don't like that <laughs> explanation
1: at all i'm sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> just gonna go back to my world where i didn't hear that <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's what makes it more interesting with modern horror is that the narr- the idea is like they're trying to make us more comfortable with questioning if we're the villain and by they i mean like mm-hmm. new new directors mm-hmm. new writers mm-hmm.
1: Dig it! I dig it a lot. I like. I think Jordan Peele's genius. I can't wait for a Candyman to come out.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, and that movie by itself was so scary. I've never
1: seen it. Uh, I I don't recommend it because
0: it's really scary. I'll just wait for
1: his interpretation because <laughs> I'm sure yeah, he'll fuck it up even more.
0: It. It, and his will be better yeah. because it's the kind of horror we like. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. I let. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense no it's okay we'll start wrapping it up just because i don't want it to be too long but i could talk to you for like 10 hours about this stuff it's So crazy i can't believe i was nervous franco was like it's sammy you guys could talk forever i'm like that's a really good point we could. we literally
1: are we could probably keep
0: going just keep going I- horror movie yes. after horror movie we'll figure it out <laughs> maybe we'll have to do a part two you know what I was thinking I would love to do like revisiting episodes with people I've already talked to and just pick up the same what we've been talking about yeah. I think that'd be really interesting I think it would I agree um what do you think about like the future of podcasting do you think this is something that'll continue to grow do you think people are craving like longer conversations like this I think so I think what's really interesting when
1: for who knew, at least, Macy and I have noticed that, like, our longest episode is, like, Chris Watts and the Susan Powell disappearance. It's, like, two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah something that people have actually, like, we were like, oh, my God, no one's going to want to listen to this. It is so long. Like, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> but, like, it's one of our most popular episodes. And it's, like, it's people just want that. Whatever interests them, they want to listen. And it's like watching a movie. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's the interesting kind of parallel with, like, um, the rise of, like, television being more what people are attracted to than movies because they want to look at this, like, longer conversation of characters. Right, and they want
1: to, like, really delve deep into, like, character development
0: especially because
1: it's, like, you watch a movie and it's, like, eventually movies become sagas because they just keep going like Star Wars Mm -hmm. and they have new characters, character developments, which is amazing sometimes, Right, But
0: but then it can also be super rushed because they're trying to cram everything within one movie arc while letting it be part of a bigger completely. arc. Completely. And especially
1: if you have a lot of characters, that is so much yeah. shit.
0: You know, I. it's interesting you brought up the Chris Watts episode because I listened to it like over one day. But it was nice that when I had a break and it was like I was going to make lunch or I... I volunteer at like an equine therapy place and I was driving over there. I just put it on because it was like, I don't want to listen to the radio and I don't want to watch a video. I just want to hear two people talking. So it was It was like I was having a conversation with you guys, even though I was just a listener. And I wonder if that's how people feel with these long format pods. Maybe.
1: I have no idea. I mean, I listen to pretty long episodes of podcasts, but I literally just sit and play video games while I do it. So,
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm a weirdo. No, that's, that's fair. I was telling Franco, I have my nail stuff in here because I can't sit and just talk. It makes me a little anxious but as soon as we started talking it was like oh yeah this is nice like just having a long conversation because we don't really do that anymore right you know (laughs) yeah I think (laughs) podcasts and like ASMR were made for times (laughs) like this (laughs) oh my gosh
1: yes I agree
0: well I would love to do a part two maybe we could watch a movie and then talk about said. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah? yeah, I'm so down. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Well, if anybody has ideas of what we should watch, yes. let us know. Slash, we can talk about some ones that maybe we want to watch. And I would be so fucking down with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Let us know. Um, so, Sammy is officially my second guest by the time you hear this because she was so awesome and was willing to record with me early because she's on vacation yes which yay thank (laughs) god essential workers get vacations so i don't lose their marbles (laughs) but i'm hoping in like not too long sammy will be back on because i'd love to continue this conversation because horror is such a strange thing where people are either down with the get down or they fucking hate it and Sammy's down. I'm so down with <laughs> horror. God, I'm down. Too down. I'm way too down with horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can people expect of, like, the... Maybe the next few episodes of Who Knew? What are you guys interested in talking about? Um, I think we're...
1: Surprisingly, <laughs> with how the Chris Watts and Susan Powell episode has performed, I think we're going to try to delve mm-hmm. deeper into, like, true crime... Um, yeah. because obviously that's what our listeners want to listen to, but we don't want to like lose sight of like what we are also interested in. So we're going to also, totally. so our next episode, which obviously will probably already be out by the time this is out. Um, so I'm just going to say what we're going to talk about. We're talking about, yeah. um, Macy's going to be talking about John JonBenet Ramsey and I'm going to be talking about, um, hold on. I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. Let me just pull it up real quick. Okay. What his name is. I'm going to be talking about Amir. Amar Deep Sada and mm-hmm. he was is was is the world's youngest killer oh the world's wow. youngest killer who's eight years old holy shit
0: so you're talking about like a world famous world known case about a young child who was killed and like the world's youngest killer that is wild. I know, yeah. so
1: we, I didn't want to make it too heavy and talk about like all these kids dying, but that's just basically <laughs> what this episode is turned into.
0: You're like, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it to you like right. that. Just so I, I was know. like,
1: oh, well, since you're covering a child's death, what if I talk about a child murderer? And then I realized for, to be a child murderer, you basically kill other
0: children. Oh my God. It's so sad and it's well, so messed up and I'm so sorry, but this is what okay, it's but- going to be. What's sadder is I'm like, fucking, <laughs> because I also love that you and Macy have like two very different ways of like explaining a story. And that kind of makes it really exciting. So it's almost like you get two episodes in one. Ooh,
1: I like that. I, I like that. You said that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like your personalities and voices totally complement each other, but they're it's totally different style, which is very exciting to listen oh, to. Oh good. Yeah, it would suck to be like listening to the same thing for that long. Ugh. <laughs> right? Um. Well, um yes, so if you guys want to listen to who knew, I will include the info in the description as well as how to 911 podcast. Did I say yes. that? Yes. Right? <laughs> yes um both are very exciting both um super different so it's whichever one is like so different you know your jam yeah definitely check them out and um yeah let's do this again and talk about another horror film. i can't wait i'm so excited thank you so much sammy for no, doing this yeah thanks me.
1: for having me i was so stoked when you hit me up and i was like i can't wait this is so great
0: Thank you so much for listening that was super fun i am such a sucker for the horror genre and everything that it represents and everything it talks about i think it's such a deep diverse way of storytelling and i love being able to talk to somebody who sees it that way too there will definitely be a part two with uh sammy myself and her co-host from who knew pod macy Um, We have an idea of what we might want to watch, but if you have any suggestions, just let us know in the comments. If you feel so inclined to rate and comment on the pod um, of what you'd like to see or what you're enjoying, that would be awesome. I'd super appreciate it. Uh, Next week, I will be doing a Patreon-exclusive episode, which I plan on doing once a month. If you're interested in finding me on Patreon or any social media, Uh, you can look up baby shroom art on my instagram there is a link in my bio that connects you to all of my different platforms because i know it's a lot to keep track of so um, feel free to check me out on instagram and we will see you next week for my patrons and the week after for everybody else thanks for being a baby shroom friend we'll talk to you soon